Listener Production. The crowd starts to lift. This is the big time. Oh, wow! Everything Cowboys. The whole of the region will be taking this kick with Jonathan Thurston. Everything NRL. Cowboys have won the Premiership! It's the Cowboys Charge Down for Triple M NRL. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cowboys Charge Down. My name's Wade Chiesa. It is Wednesday, the 14th of September. What an absolute cracker of a win from the North Queensland Cowboys over the Cronulla Sharks. 32 points to 30 after nearly 93 minutes of rugby league. Joining me, as he always does every Wednesday, Gavin Cooper Coops. What a game. What a game. Hey, look, back-to-back in studio too. This can only mean good things for the Cowboys. Look, it was on the back of us, I think, last week, if we're looking for some good omens in the studio. Got the job done, got the two points. We'll call it two points Mate, anyway, and we'll then be we the, uh, got it got home. We'll be in the studio until they, uh, until they win a premiership, so here's hoping. Hey, let's talk about that game. Um, uh, well, we, we called it with the Cowboys call team. Your hands were they, they were, they were, they were sweaty all game. You're jumping around. Ray Thompson was jumping around, but gee, what a performance, mate. It was. I still remember with a couple of minutes to go, you were trying to throw to me and you kept tapping me on the back because <laughs> I was not listening. I was concentrating on what was going on, but it was a, it was a cracking game. It, it had everything, a little bit of drama. I, to be honest, I wasn't that confident with 10 minutes to go. Just the way we were playing, we looked like we'd sort of, given up on trying to chase down the lead um, in the style of play that we were playing. A couple of errors were creeping into our game, but uh, then when Connor Tracy got sent for 10, it was all systems go. And then even the first couple sets with 12 men on the field when the Sharks were there, we didn't look like we were playing that that expansive style of footy that needed to be played at that point in time. And come with the hour, come with the men, Jace Telmalola, a couple of great carries and Valentine Holmes, he's walking around training calling himself Mr. Clutch now, so it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good time to be a Cowboys yeah. supporter. You know what, he can call himself whatever he wants, let's be honest, that was that was outstanding, 45 metres out, and, and the story, you heard Todd Payton in the press conference, he said, you know, he took a hit up in that set of six, Valentine Holmes, and he said to the boys, he said, I'm going to, like, I'm, get me in position, I'm going to have a crack. And it was a great run by Jason Tamalolo, a quick play the ball, a bullet-like pass. I think that pass that Reese Robson throws to Valentine Holmes is a bit underrated because it was a cracker of a pass. And 45 out, it um, I wouldn't say sailed over, but it doesn't matter. It went over the uprights. Hey, it went over the uprights. It did go dead on the full. It was tailing off a little bit. It looked like uh, Elliot... Lovejoy's uh, three iron, a little bit of a slight <laughs> slice, but it was uh, it was a great shot by Val, and people have seen him do that many times before. I think uh, I heard somewhere there's his ninth or tenth field goal uh, in a, in the NRL. So, look, there's some halfbacks out there that don't kick that many field goals yeah. in their career, and to see Val do that on the back of his penalty against the Tigers only a month ago, after the full time siren has gone, he he likes the moment. Uh, his heart rate still doesn't go over a hundred. He is. Pretty ice cool in those situations, and I did giggle when I saw him for the first time. And he just looked at me and said, "You like that, didn't you?" <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he's a confident kid. He's not not over the top, but that's just the way he plays. That's the way he thinks about footy. And yeah, the the moment isn't too big for him. And like, I'd love to see him kick it uh, very JT esque twenty fifteen. But a, a shot from the sideline, a shot from forty out. I think he's got all the makings of just nailing it under pressure. What about, uh, you touched on Jason Tamalolo. Um, he scored that try with seconds to go in regular time to to allow it to be leveled up and then made that hit up, which was absolute barns. It, it, it got Valentine Holmes in position. Um, a terrific captain's knock and, geez, in some good form at the moment. He is great form. And, yeah, we touched on it uh, last week as well, talking about him winning the Paul Bowman medal. Sorry, Bear, but it may be renamed someday down the track to the Jason Tamalolo medal. He's won it six times out of his... I think 
nine, ten years now he's been playing. Uh, or oh, sorry, no, that's his twelfth year of first grade. So his fifty percent record uh, in winning uh, player of the year. Uh, although a couple of those early seasons that he was playing, he's only playing a handful of games. He's still blooding through Q Cup, and we did have another handy JT that was winning some awards around that time as yeah. well. But uh, look, a lot was made out of signing Jace to his longer term contract as the Cowboys did. But look, it, it only seems to have worked so far and the form he's in now, uh, even seeing him come in, uh, I've seen him over the last couple of days. The boys had some days off, but he was coming in to do some extra recovery. And you hadn't seen that out of Jace the last couple of years. So to see the standards that he's been setting as one of the co-captains and to the young boys in our squad, the young Fords, and especially the young Polynesian boys that are part of our squad, to see the steps he's taken as a leader has been second to none. And he, the proof's in the pudding with where we are right now. Yeah, it's terrific, isn't it? He's um, he's had a great year and um, he's hoping he can continue that for the rest of the season. All right, um, Saturday night, what impressed you the most, because that game, the momentum swung towards the Sharks, towards the Cowboys, and the Cowboys always seemed to be able to wrestle it back. Uh, and then when they made a mistake, they were able to get themselves out of trouble. And uh, I guess they stayed in the fight, almost very 2015-ish, you know, uh, and, and 17, where where even with minutes to go and if you were behind, you always had that feeling that the Cowboys were going to come home with a wet sail. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It it may not have seemed like that uh, to the players out there on the field. It did look a little bit frantic, and I spoke about Scott Drinkwater late. Uh, he actually looked like he took control, getting the players around the park and put them in the right positions for Chad to put the icing on the cake, sort of the, the kick to the end of the set. But I think uh, some of our big boys that stood up, especially Jace, he's he's the main one, um, Jordan McLean and Tom Gilbert played a really big stint at the start of the game and then didn't get back on until later in the game. And uh, even uh, Cohen Hesp had a little bit of, I'll say, topsy-turvy. He was on and off again uh, later in the game. And Hamaso Tabuofito only played a handful of minutes at the back end of regulation and then into into extra time before they got another forward back onto the field in uh, Hesse then Tom Gilbert. So some guys really stood up when they had their opportunity. It, it wasn't about barnstorming runs or anything like that, but there was some times there, there were some big tackles made and there's, there's some stuff that hasn't been highlighted that uh, really got our guys into that position or... Uh, defended the line when we needed to do so. Yeah, they certainly did. Uh, a touch on uh, one player who used to play for the Cutters a number of years ago, Nico Hines, mm. uh, before he went down to uh, to play for the Sunshine Coast and then to, with with Melbourne. Um, but he he was terrific. I mean, he was out of he was the best you would say probably on the park and probably without him, Cowboys win probably comfortably. Yes, I tried to talk about Cowboys and Wade because every time I talk about the other team, you tell me to put my Cowboys glasses back on. <laughs> yeah, I tried true. I tried to steer away from Nico, but, mate, you raise lots of good points. And Nathan Cleary put on a, a spectacle on Friday night last week as to how number sevens play and control a game. Nico Hines was a very close second to what he was able to do. The way he was in everything, the only one blight on his game was he got tackled on fifth and last one time. Outside of that, he was outstanding. He was kicking the ball in the right place. He was chasing. He was putting guys through through space. The kicks are on the money. Everything that he was doing was turning to gold. And like I said, the only... He was so close to Nathan Cleary-like uh, from Friday night. And I guess now uh, moving on after that game, um, uh, they get a week off, much-needed week off after playing 93 minutes. But the good news is no injuries out of that game, which is terrific. What happens now, Coops? You said that the players were given a couple of days off. In this week off, what, what, are, what are they doing and, and what happens? Yeah, all about just getting their bodies back. It's they People underestimate the extra 10 minutes or extra 13 minutes that they played 
Ad, you try and run a marathon, finish, have a drink of water, and then try and start again and not know when you're going to finish. So it's a lot of that fatigue. People will say, oh, it's just an extra 10 minutes, <sighs> but it, it's adding that fatigue on top of the level of that of fatigue that is already there. So it's like, yeah, getting the flu and then getting over it, then getting it, another, getting it a week later. That's what it would be feeling like for the guys. So it was a couple of days off, rest and recuperate, get their bodies moving again because at the back end of this week, it'll be they'll be touching on the way we play because we still don't know who we're going to play, whether it is Para or Canberra. And there is actually a little shout out. There is an open training session, which is going to be massive. I wouldn't be surprised if we get 5,000 people there on, on Friday afternoon at Queensland Country Bank to watch the guys just run around. Still have to be very COVID safe because everyone's worried about yeah, um, of course. missing some of our players uh, for next week's game. But it's, it's about just getting to a point where they're feeling good again, um, doing more recovery than it is about football. And it's all focusing on what we can control right now. Is that, that, that That's, I guess, a focus, that recovery, but also just being safe in terms of not wanting to pick up the flu or COVID or anything like that. So they've got their own procedures in place. Just, just a, I guess, common sense is a big part of it, Coops. Yeah, common sense isn't that common. You know that way, don't <laughs> Yeah, that's true, mate. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. It's a, Yeah, it is. It's just about doing things... Putting the team first, right? If there's any time out there to put the team first, I'd like to say being part of the team, being part of a professional organization like the Cowboys, the guys, we're in a good spot right now. I'll tell you a quick story about um, where we are at the moment as a club. Out on the week at halftime last week, Scott Drinkwater was missing a stud out of his shoe and he had a couple of people out there looking for his stud on the field. There was Jake Granville, Tom Gilbert, uh, not Tom Gilbert, Jake Granville, um, who are Tommy Chester and who, there was two more. They were out there looking for his stud on the field. They couldn't find it. So at halftime, Tom Gilbert took one out of his shoe to give it to Scott Drinkwater and then wore a spare sh- spare pair of shoes for the second half. So it shows the level of people, j- just genuine <laughs> yeah. good humans we've got yeah. at the club at the moment. And yeah. to, to hear those stories only makes me like tingle just because like the club's in a really good spot at the moment. Tom Gilbert goes, I just have to run straight and hard. Don't need to change direction. <laughs> don't need the extra stuff. Yep. You go from one side to the other, got a kick, got to do this. You yep. take mine. I don't know what they were thinking, actually walking around there on the field like an emu parade looking for one stud. <laughs> I'm not sure what was going to happen. Needle in a haystack Isn't stuff. What? But it, once again, it just shows you the level of, of human beings we've got at the club at the moment. Let's touch on a couple of players. And you mentioned Tom Gilbert. Uh, just He set the tone in that in that game against the Sharks in that first 15 minutes. He was terrific. You know, I spoke to you know Ray Thompson before the call and I said, it's going to be about aggression and physicality because we've seen, we'd seen that so far in the round one of the semifinals. I said, who's the Cowboys person that's going to do that? He looked at me and said, Tom Gilbert. And it was a great move by Todd Payton to start Tom Gilbert. And um, gee, he was good. Yeah, he, he was really good. Just the level of aggression that he plays with. And we touched on the other night as well, saying that uh, he'd gone missing in the last couple of weeks because it's really hard for someone his size to make an impact off the bench just as a bench middle, I would suggest. Like he's got plenty of time up his sleeve to learn how to impact the game just because Luciano's come along and he's really taken ownership over that edge in the latter part of the first half and the second half. But what Tommy was doing, he forced the first error, scored the first try, so the emotions are high for him. He wears his heart on his sleeve already, but add into it a final, add into it potentially his last couple games in Cowboys jerseys, in a jersey, sorry, before he moves on to the Dolphins next year. He's got... The level of intensity that he's always got, it's uh, its amplified at the moment. Wow. That, uh, when he runs out in front of 25,000 people at Queensland Country Bank Stadium next Friday, how, how's he going to – or is it just going to be like just unleash, unleash him? 
Yeah, that's just unleashed. That's I think he'll get the same feeling he did lining up with the anthem for Origin. That that's what he'll feel like because this is a knockout game. This could be potentially his last yeah. in Cowboys colours. I know what the Cowboys jersey means to him. Yep. Uh, I know uh, he's moving away for family reasons, not moving away for a better opportunity because at the moment uh, the opportunity to succeed in the NRL isn't with the Dolphins. It's with the Cowboys. Yeah. And but he's moving back to Brizzy for family reasons, and yeah. that's Tommy. He's putting family first. And look, you never know what's what lay ahead in the future. Like, I'd love to see the kid back here in Cowboys colours maybe someday down the track. He's a wonderful young man, isn't he, uh, Tom Gilbert? And uh, we look forward to seeing him in action next Friday night. And the last one I want to touch on, Peter Hicku. Now, that bloke had an absolute blinder of a game on um, on Saturday night. You know, they, they call you can't even call him a veteran because he's playing like a – I don't know. He's, 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 he, do you say career best form? Yeah, I would. Uh, it's funny how – at, like we keep, I've spoken about before, saying individual performances make the team performance, but team success highlights individual performances, yep, yep. and and it works both ways. And and what Pet's been able to do, he's been doing this sort of thing for a while. Just he's very smart, he's very clever with the way he plays. He knows where to rest, he knows where to hide, if if that's the right word, uh, to uh, save some energy. Smart player, very very smart, very clever. He scored. He's helped set up a couple of tries. He's played right center all year. But even little things where Scott Drinkwater might get tackled on the right and Pet Hicku becomes a third-layer sweep over on the left and passes it to the winger in the left-hand corner. People don't notice that sort of stuff, but Pet thinks of that on the fly. And yep. he's very, very clever with the way he plays and manages his energy. But, yeah, like I said, he's done this stuff in other teams, but at the moment we've got team success, so it's highlighted a lot more. And what he's been able to do uh, to sort of show some of our guys that there's more than just tuck it under your wing, run up, um, he's been known earlier in the year for a few few errors just because he tries to push an offload. But you can see times are getting tight now and he's being yeah. a lot more selective with his pass selection as well. It's funny, during the 15 and 16, uh, sorry, 7, that era of, of, of tremendous success from North Queensland, it was always off the back of an early good go forward from, mm. from, from your wingers or your back five. Um, and he does that, doesn't he? he? He tucks it under the arm and takes an early and a tough carry to get the team going forward. Yeah, very much. Oh, he's got a bit more show in him than Kane Linnett, but very much, very much Kane Linnett like yep. Murray Tail Lungy, Antonio Winterstein, yeah. Kyle Felt still there, yeah. and Pet Hicku. Uh, well, Justin, Justin O'Neill, he was a Ferrari. Pet Hicku, I'll call him a, I'll call him a Hilux. I'll tell you, oh, there you go. Good stuff. Not one of the old, yeah, the old Hiluxes that are about thirty years old on the nah, farm. I've got he, one of them. He's not the two-wheel driver. You've got a big farm up in Ingham Wade. Come on now. <laughs> All right, um, let's uh, let's preview the rest of this game. Who would have thought? Uh, uh, usually we, we take 15 minutes to talk about the round. We've spoken about the Cowboys for 15 minutes. Probably could do it for another 15. Let's have a look at these games this weekend because this one on Friday night, all important, mate. The Eels and the Raiders, the winner, takes on the Cowboys the following Friday night. Who do you like in this one? Oh, Look, it's a tough one. Raiders are very confident with the way that they're playing at the moment. Their, their middles are really standing up, and it, that's, a, that's a challenge in itself. Uh, but the... The Parramatta Eels, their last six weeks of footy, besides their loss to the weekend against Panthers, has looked outstanding. And the Panthers, I don't, no one was going to beat Panthers. Queensland Origin weren't going to beat the Panthers last yeah, week, I just know. with the, yep. the way that they play. Incredible. They are on another level at the moment. So, look, I'm, I still like Para here. Uh, Mitchell Moses, he'll be a bit wary uh, after what happened last week, him being knocked into this week, technically. And, look, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough night, but having it, 
in Sydney. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be bananas, yeah. and it's going to be all para fans in that in Bankwest Stadium. So or Combank Stadium, sorry. So it's going to be a great night Friday night. But well, Cowboys fans will watch this one very closely. All right, Saturday night, eight o'clock kick off. The Sharks and the Rabbitohs, both these sides just basically icing their body and wrapping it in cotton wool. The, the Rabbitohs off that ridiculously uh, physical, uh, grubby, I guess, game grubby. against the Roosters. Good word, uh, yeah, there's no other word to, de- to describe it. Who do you like, Sharks or Rabbitohs? Well, I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. Just more because five of their players sat on the bench for 10 minutes. So yeah, when they, when they were get sent off, they're fresh. Where they're the, fresh. Sh- the Sharks played an extra 13 minutes. And yeah. um, in the call the other night, we spoke about it. If if we hadn't got away with the win, I wouldn't have been confident as to getting a win this week because the emotion, the physical and emotional toll that last week, that 93 minutes would have taken upon them yep. is, is massive. And look, it's... How good does that stadium look down there at Allianz? Yeah, uh, it's going to be going to be a great game, but I, I think I'm I'm leaning towards towards the Rabbitohs yep. just because of the toll that the Cowboys Sharks game will have on the Sharks players. All right, the winner of the Sharks and the Rabbitohs take on uh, pa- uh, pa- pa- get that one right Penrith Panthers <laughs> in the preliminary final. Of course, the winner of the Eels and the Raiders take on the Cowboys at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Gavin Cooper, we better let you go. Uh, you're off to the rush hour. Thanks, mate. Thank you, sir, and go Cowboys. Yeah, we'll be back next week to preview that cracker of a game between the Cowboys and the winner of the Eels and the Raiders. Until then, enjoy your footy and go the Cowboys. Listener.